Hi, my name is Theo, and you are listening to Between Two Trains. We bring you the best and brightest entrepreneurs in the North DeKalb area on the 1st and 15th of every month. Today, your co-hosts are Van Pappas and Eric Most. And now, Between Two Trains. Welcome to another Between Two Trains. We are here once again with my, to my right, my co-host, Eric Most. Back again, Eric. Hello. Welcome back. Back and better than ever. Yeah, all right. Anything new and exciting going on in Chase? Um, you know, tax season is always big uh, in the business banking group. Uh, people get their tax returns done. They want to check out loans. They want to, you know, look around. So um, tax season is always a busy time. And- I am glad it's over. In the financial planning world, uh, it was unbearable for me last month. So... That's over, and today we're going to talk with another uh, entrepreneur here in the Chambly area, and um, I, I really wanted to do this for a while, so we're welcome on to the show, Jason Colloran. Yes. Did I say the name right? Yes. I always screw everyone's name up, don't I? I didn't screw this one up. <laughs> Jason has Elite Edge Fitness on Broad Street, right in downtown Chambly. And I've known Jason for a number of years now when he first started his business seven years ago, hasn't it? Has it been seven years? Yes, in two months it'll be seven years. Seven years. So you have really set yourself up to be successful in that you've crossed that threshold of when most small businesses fail. And so why don't you take a second and tell us exactly what Elite Edge Fitness is? Because it's not like your normal, it's not like your crunch fitness or your gym. This is a little different. So it's different... um because it's almost like unlimited personal training. Um, so our approach is uh, there's a lot more science behind it. So instead of a gym where you kind of come in and do your own thing, it's kind of like having open access to a mechanic shop. You may know how to use a hammer and a screwdriver, but you don't know how to fix your car. So taking all the muscle and joints into account, uh, we put a lot of science into the programming. So you'll get a lot more out of the classes than you would you know, going to the regular gym. Uh, we've also got some great uh, results from using Maureen down the street at DexaFit, uh, kind of proving that our programming works. And we also get professional athletes that travel from across the country to come to Elite Edge right here in Chambly for muscle activation techniques or some sports performance training. Yeah, so DexaFit, Eric, if you remember, we just interviewed Maureen a couple of episodes ago. Um, so she, you've partnered up with Maureen in your... Yeah, we've got a great partnership. We are doing an eight-week challenge. So we have them do their measurements before they start, and then it's six weeks. Uh, so it's been great for us to kind of validate that our programming is it's very efficient. Efficient, yeah. So you took an old warehouse that's in the Broad Street Market, uh, antique uh, Broad Street Market, and um, most people drive by that and think, oh, that's just a bunch of antiques, but you're in there with all these. Why there? Was it just because it had this open space that you could sort of craft the way you wanted, or...? I definitely, for what I wanted to do, I knew I needed a lot of space. Uh, if you're going to you know, do it, go big. So um, starting out, it was, it was pretty scary, um, but we've definitely filled it up, and there's more in there and, and more people than I ever thought you know, I would have. Uh, but I definitely needed a lot of space for what I wanted to do, especially not only for training athletes, but the amount of just ordinary people with uh, you know, health and fitness goals that we can put in there. So we have a separate personal training section, we have almost 40 yards of AstroTurf uh, for our you know, speed and agility training. And then we have a separate area for the strength training classes. 
So you said something a second ago that I want to explore a little. You said it was scary to, to think about, you know, all this space. Let's talk about what you went through to start that business. If you can think back in your mind seven years ago and think, okay, what did I have to do? You know, how did you finance this? Did you create a business plan? What, to walk us through seven years ago. So it was something I wanted to do for a long time. So I used to interview business owners, and I still have those notebooks actually, and just say, you know, how can I shorten this learning curve? You know, what did you do wrong? What could you have done better? Things like that. Um, and also knowing that growth has to be manageable, you know, so managing the money properly, um, not overextending. So I saved up for about 10 years. Um, I sold, I had a, a second car, kind of a hot rod, had a motorcycle, sold everything that I could sell to try to raise money for it. Uh, even moved in, you know, with my mother for a little while to save money way up in Suwannee just nice. to make it happen. So, um, you know, failure was just not an option. So you didn't have to actually go out to a bank and borrow money or get a small business loan. You did all this out of pocket. Yes. That's, that's really admirable. And, and I have to commend you because that Thanks. is difficult to do. Uh, in this day and age, Eric, have, have you come across many business owners in your travels that that end up that way? I mean, typically yeah. they get a small business loan, right? All, all, all shapes and sizes, you know, yeah. all shapes and sizes, and um, you know, there's there's more than one way to get it done. I think that the, uh, you know, y you can cut some corners sometimes when you talk to le when you talk about leverage, you know, and if you overextend yourself, uh, you know, Jason touched on that. He avoided that. He didn't cut corners, mm -hmm. you know, he, he got it done. And, um, and it, it, you build a great foundation when you set things up that way because you really enable yourself later to have a lot more flexibility because you're not bound by any covenants that a bank may have or, um, and, and you can shave some expense too. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the business model. How do you chart? Is this like, you know, my... $20 gym membership fee, you know, is it a monthly fee that your customers pay you or do they pay by the session? What's, what's the model? So we do have personal training, but typically what happens when people come in for personal training, they see how much fun everybody's having in the class. Uh, so then they want to participate in that. So I wanted Elite Edge to be exactly what I would want if I was a trainer, if I was a member, um, you know, an instructor. So uh, we keep a lot of the typical gym vibe out of there. So everybody's very comfortable and very welcoming. Um, so we do a monthly unlimited. It's not like other places. Again, we want to cut out the hassle. You don't have to reserve your class time. Um, you don't have to do, you know, these other certain little things. You just show up for the class you want. You go through it. It's very structured. We never change that. So I've been doing this 17 years. So I take all that feedback into account and we cut out all the things that were kind of, you know, inconvenient for uh, maybe a gym goer or a personal training client. So now uh, you just show up and, you know, struggle through it. Well, how do you manage that then? If, if I can just show up when I'm a member and I just show up um, and there's a class going on, you know, how do you manage where maybe sometimes you have 50 people show up and sometimes you have five people show up? Is that a challenge or how do you manage that? Um, it's a Do challenge. people have to like pre-sign up for the classes or they no. can just show up? No, just show up. They show can up just the show class up. you want to come to. Yeah, so it's a challenge that I like uh, because it shows uh, kind of how much we can kind of adapt and handle, you know, things that may pop up all of a sudden if, you know, five or ten people come in late. I like that challenge because 
uh, we can have the class set up for, you know, 40 people or even more, um, but it's very structured. It's very methodical. So it's not like a cattle drive where you're going around doing, you know, 50 or 60 exercises. You might have two things paired up for a certain amount of time, or you may have three or four, um, but the strength training days are, you know, very structured. Then the cardio days are a different structure, um, speed and agility. Then we have, you know, Friday class, but it's the same class for the whole day. So the classes this week are based off the classes the previous week and the week before. So in almost seven years, we've still never repeated a class twice. Really? Now you're not doing this all by yourself. How, how many, you have employees? Are they? I have, I have a great team now. Okay. I've just brought on somebody for uh, marketing and I have a new, a new uh, sales guy, new head trainer. Uh, so we have a, a small staff, but very efficient. So you're doing all the, the classes yourself? You don't have other instructors doing the no, classes? No, no, they're, they're teaching the majority of them now. But okay. I'll always do all the programming just to make sure it's exactly what it gotcha. was from the beginning. Gotcha. And so when you started seven years ago, how did you, like, how long was it before you said, I got to hire someone? Oh, did you do was, that right away? Did you knew? No. So, no, so you were running everything, putting every hat on. You were the marketing hat. You were the accounting hat. You were the actual trainer and the instructor for the classes. Okay, At what point did you say, okay, I gotta, I need some help? I had a little bit of help throughout the first maybe three, four years that would come and go. But um, for almost four years, get up at 4 a.m. every day in there teaching all the classes, training all the clients, doing all the uh, you know, muscle testing sessions. Then come in on Sunday, clean the place for four or five hours. And then Monday rolls around and you just do it all again. But it goes back to, I knew I was never going to fail. So whatever needed to be done. Sounds like you didn't take a vacation for four years. It was pretty much. (laughs) It was, it was a change. It was an iron paradise. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't need a change. So now you finally got to the point where you've got some, some actual permanent employees. There's not that transition. You feel good about the the team and it's and you said a second ago you got someone doing marketing now so that takes that off your plate right right um what's next where does the business go from here is there still room in the existing facility to bring on more new clientele or is there going to be an elite edge too i've had some opportunities for other locations uh but i, I really want to keep the quality up uh but we're far from maxed out. We can run two classes at a time. That's what we do on Saturday mornings. Hmm. So sometimes we'll have 50 or 60 people in there, but it's split up between two classes. But again, each class is very methodical and very structured. So in that sense, there's never any, any chaos. Um, but we can easily handle probably twice the people we have now. We have hmm. almost 11,000 square feet. So plenty of space. So given that room to grow, what's kind of the target client that that is a good fit for Elite Edge? Uh, people that understand that it's going to be a commitment. Uh, we don't really get the people that want a, a quick fix. Um, and if that's kind of their mindset, then we say, you know, this might not be a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. So the people that come in and they're committed and they understand it's, it's going to take some work, but we're there for you. You know, we can answer all your questions, help you along the way, um, nutritional guidance. So it's usually people that understand, um, you know, it's going to take a commitment. So we have a lot of people that used to play a sport or they're just looking for something outside of the typical group fitness or, you know, regular gym experience. Uh, is it 
typically people that are already somewhat fit and just want to go to the next level, you know, I, I'm, I'm by no means in shape at all. You know, you, you put uh, Jason next to me and there's, you know, Jason for, for our listeners is definitely built. Um, and van is definitely sagging. So, I mean, do you get, you know, my body type saying, Hey, listen, I, I've got extra pounds on me. I need to like, try to lose that or is it really not a gym for those type of people we have everything from people where it's their first day working out up to professional athletes in the same class i mean we have world champion you know grapplers ufc fighters but so can we disclose any famous athlete that's come to shambly uh, we've had Charles Barkley and Matt Ryan, a lot of guys you'll see on TV. And Charles TV. Barkley has come to Shambly. He's given me plenty of shout-outs on TNT. We had a nice. good time. Yeah, two hours a day. Um, when he and Shaq were going to have their, their fight, I was teaching them how to choke them out. So we would do some, oh, some wow. MMA training then and uh, a lot of muscle testing. So there, there's a it. reason for our listeners to join is you might see some famous person at Elite Edge here in downtown Shambly. Yep. Matt Ryan, you said? Yeah, he was Atlanta Falcon, for, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, he was coming wow. for muscle activation techniques. I've had several other Falcons, uh, a lot of professional athletes, and some, uh, you know, have to sign a non-disclosure because they're not allowed to seek outside medical attention. Right. So we kind of have to sneak them in. But the majority of them, um, they're great guys. Uh, they come in. It's a nice, quiet place for them to train. So for the members, um, you know, it's no no surprise if they see you know some somebody in there like that. Now, besides the gym and the, the classes and all of that, it's my understanding you also have like a product you've developed, right? What, yes. Talk about that a little bit. So there's a, a huge epidemic in baseball, and it's been around for a while, and that is, um, you know, elbow injuries and shoulder injuries. So Tommy John, Dr. Andrews was saying uh, that it's gone up over 600% in the last decade, and we're starting to see a lot more arm injuries on athletes younger and younger because of year-round sport. So... I developed something that it offloads the stress from the throwing arm. So it's the first product of its kind in a sense that it's almost like an external muscular system, but it's the only product on the market to show objective data proving that it actually works. So it's a, it's a challenge explaining that, uh, but the great thing is having the data on video um, so you can't say that we made up the numbers. You yeah. can see that it works. Well, I, I definitely agree that today in our youth is uh playing sports at a different you know mindset than when i you know when i grew up and played baseball it was like nine weeks boom the season's over you know now they got traveling leagues and all this and like you said a second ago they're playing year round so does this item i mean like what age do you start seeing people i mean is is a high schooler playing high school ball too early or so it's it's not so much that it's too early it's uh you know they're not playing other sports they're trying to kind of specialize in one sport but then the demand for all the throwing year round uh because you have the regular season then you have fall season you have summer travel season right so it's just the volume of throwing and my my arm started to really hurt at age 12 so from age 12 on through college and you know briefly professional play baseball yes so i've lived it okay the arm pain and uh it's, and was that the motivation for creating this? Is yes. is that? It got me through college. Uh, had a chance to play professionally. I was with an independent league, and then had a chance to go, you know, with the Astros organization. And that was when I tore my hamstring pretty badly. But at that point, I had a couple quarter zone shots, and I couldn't throw from first base to the pitcher's mound. Wow! But for other athletes, that it could maybe, you know, 
get them into a better school or get them into college or have other opportunities, it's going to be a tremendous help. Yeah, yeah and the demand in baseball. You played <clears throat> baseball, didn't you, Eric? Yeah, I was a pitcher yeah. as well. Um, but the, the, the scouts believe you can't teach velocity. And so for pitchers, they want guys who throw hard. And, you know, there are some guys who throw harder than their joints will allow, you know, and they don't have the proper muscle development to properly slow down and decelerate. They can accelerate. Um, and so, you know, this device sounds like just more support as you start throwing breaking pitches, curveballs, uh, <clears throat> some more advanced change-ups. You know, there's a lot of uh, pronation, you know, that can – a lot of wear and tear on your on your joints. Well, let's circle back to the business side of this product. So, how how are you making money off this? Are you selling the product, or I mean, explain? I mean, obviously, this is not going to be for your local shambly guy to come in, you know, who's like me. But just so that our listeners understand, you know, tell us about the business side of that product and and how it works. So, we'll be selling online um, right now. We're getting the website together, posting all the videos with the data. So kind of brand recognition, getting the name out there, uh, letting people know that there is a solution. Uh, so it's not only baseball, but also tennis, golf, anything else that, you know, needs the elbow or shoulder to be. So all be direct sales from you. You're not going to like market this off to a third party and let them run with it. You, you want to keep control of this. Once again, be doing it all. Yeah. And so what is the, what is this cost? How much does it run? Uh, like what's your retail price going to be? So the first version of this product is going to be at 179. Okay. And can we ask, you know, are we like on shark tank here? Can we ask like, what are your, you know, what, yeah, your margin? What's your cost for this? And where do you have it manufactured? Is it here? Or is it in China? Like everything else or? So right now they're manufactured in China. Um, we're I, feel, looking... I feel like I'm on shark tank. Am I, which, which shark would I be? Uh, you're nicer than Mr. I'm, I'm nicer than all of them. You're <laughs> definitely nicer than all of them. <laughs> I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Probably like you, Mark so Cuban, a little Mark Cuban. I don't know. He can be an ass sometimes. I'm not sure that I'm Mark Cuban. <laughs> I'm I'm the Robert. Uh, what's his last name? The the tech guy. Whatever his. You're not name. as good looking as Lori. I'm not good looking like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you know, let's get back to the, the point at hand. The, the cost of it is what? We'll be selling it for 179 That's what the retail, but what does it cost you to yes. make? Um, it doesn't cost me that much to make, but in terms of the, the R&D that goes into it, yeah. um, the amount of hours that go into research, of course, product development, of course. and making sure that it does what we say it's supposed to do. Gotcha. Um, and so it's manufactured the, in China? or where? Yes. Yeah, everything is nowadays. So how did you go through that process? What was that like? You know, so far, all of our entrepreneurs that we've had on the show have been local, small business, either retail or service related. Um, we did have, and I don't think you were my co-host for it, but we did have Dimitri across the street here that has the stone uh, uh, and, and marble business, and he got his from overseas. But you're the first one that has gone through that process of developing a product and having it manufactured outside the country. So how hard was that for you? It's been a five-year process. Um, so I started out, I borrowed a sewing machine. Everybody laughs at me when I say that. I do know how to sew. 
But this was an industrial sewing machine. I, I love so. that. That is awesome. Yeah. Just meathead knows how to sew, right? Yeah. <laughs> so starting out, I made the most atrocious prototypes. Um, so I tried using a, a woman that did upholstery and, you know, interior design and things like that. And that didn't really work out. And eventually, uh, somebody that was on Shark Tank with Titan Tech, um, they had the weighted compression with the gel packs. So uh-huh. they were in uh, testing their device on, you know, some of the athletes. And we, we stayed in contact, and he put me in touch with Guardian. That's right up in Norcross. And through them, I got a lot of help developing the final prototype. And uh, from there, just did a lot of a lot of testing in my facility. Did they, they had the relationship with the manufacturer in yes. China? So you didn't have to start calling long distance. You, you basically, they hooked you up. Yeah, and that's, that's scary because they don't recognize you know, international patents. So, um, I definitely, if I was going to go there, it needed to be with a business that does a lot of manufacturing with them already. So they kind of have that relationship built. Uh, but again, it's, it's been a scary process, especially the patent process, um, you know, got burned. Is that all been, I mean, you got like the patents approved? Yeah. Two, two design patents and, um, about to file the non-provisional for the, uh, for the utility patent. So it's been, it's been a long road. Yeah. Wow. Are you still throwing, I mean, baseball is your background. Are you developing this so that you can, you know, go out there and still sling it? Oh no. I, if I tried to throw my arm, it would probably fall off. <laughs> I can, I can break down the mechanics, help you out, but, uh, you, you can, as, you can bench 300, but you're not throwing a baseball. Probably, probably not even that. Just, oh yeah. Nope. No. You, people think you own a gym. Oh, you work out all day. No, I don't get time to work yeah. out. Yeah. No, it's a total opposite. Your exercise is coming from helping the other... Just osmosis. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Just by being around it. That's all you get. So speaking well, about managing time, you know, how do you, how do you make those decisions? Because you've got the gym seven years in. It's going well. It's building. You scaled that. Now this new product. How do you, you know, what's the motivation? How do you decide between, hey, maybe I'm going to take Jason time or maybe I'm going to focus more on the business? There's not too much Jason time. Um... There's a little more lately, but now I'm able to delegate uh, to my staff the things that, you know, they can handle. And there's the things that I need to handle that, you know, maybe some um, paperwork or sign permits or things like that. Uh, But we've got a great balance now. So I've stepped back a little bit from doing the training and the, um, the muscle testing that I do in the office. And I've been able to kind of use that extra time to just go down the never ending list of what needs to be handled. So Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, some mornings, if I don't have to wake up, you know, at 3.45 to get down here on time, I might get up at 4 or 4.30 anyway and just try to catch up on emails or anything that I could possibly put on someone else, you know, and wait for their response versus I'm waiting to get to it. And that, that really helps me. So don't you have, you have like some night classes too, right? People come in after work. Yes. So the, when in the hell do you sleep? Well, I don't, I don't teach the night classes anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to say, maybe, he's talking about getting up at three in the morning. He was like Donald Trump. No, no sleep. No sleep. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe one night a week, but that's about it for now. Wow. So I've, I've kind of developed the instructors and they're excellent, very receptive. Um, so they're able to do a great job and I'm very fortunate. Well, we have to take a short break to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to play our ever fun game, Hot or Not. So stay tuned to listen to the rest of Between Two Trains with uh, the elite, fit, elite edge fitness uh, entrepreneur, Jason Colleran. Looking for an affordable, functional, and creative space to work? Check out 3411 Coworking in downtown Chambly. 
They have flexible month-to-month office space options that include fiber internet, meeting rooms, printing, coffee, snacks, and networking events. 3411 Coworking is the perfect place for entrepreneurs, remote workers, and small business owners looking for a one-stop shop for your professional needs. Stop by for a tour Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and see how 3411 Coworking can work for you. Welcome back to Between Two Trains. You can hear us on the 1st and the 15th of every month with another great entrepreneur. If you're listening in your car, just uh, rewind back to some old episodes and catch up on uh, all our previous entrepreneurs and stay tuned for future ones. We're on all the podcasting apps, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, so check us out. So, Jason, hot or not, we're going to play this game. I'm going to tell you a phrase, and then you're going to tell us whether as an entrepreneur that's a hot thing to do or not such a hot thing to do. You've now gotten to a point with your business where you've got some employees. And this is a loaded question because I know an experience that you went through, and I'm, I'm having a feeling that you're going to say this is uh, not something like, but sharing financials with employees. As an entrepreneur, how much do you share your financials with your employees is that hot or not to me it's to me it's hot because i want them to see the growth and the real numbers so they know how much more production we need to kind of justify not only their expense but you know any suggestions they have for adding more classes or equipment and things like that so mm-hmm. i'm pretty transparent with with the, the financials nice nice all right what do you think eric you think entrepreneurs should uh, share their financials I think every situation is different, you know, Um, but, you know, it sounds like Elite Edge is very much a community and um, not just for the for the clients, but also for the for the the employees who work with Jason day in, day out. Would you Jason, would you say it's almost like a family? Yeah. How how, how tuned in with your customers are you? Are you like, you know, uh, very. I've had a lot of them for like you know when their birthdays are and all that stuff. Well, we got like, we got that in the software. Yeah. But but as far as um, you know, how's your weekend? How's your knee feeling? How's your shoulder? Because we get a lot of people there that maybe couldn't work out somewhere else, but right. we're able to kind of address certain issues or work around them. So gotcha. mm-hmm. pretty close. So business partner is that a hot thing or not a hot thing? Not a hot thing. Yeah. Nah, it's not all you. It's gotta, you can definitely tell from this interview. Jason likes holding on tight to stuff. Yes, it's, it's my way. That's your it. way. I'm, I'm open to suggestions, but I've been in the industry 17 years, so I've seen what's worked. I've seen what hasn't. Um, I'm definitely open to any new ideas, but if I've seen it fail repeatedly, then it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So he definitely would not go on Shark Tank because they're going to want too much control. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the product is, I mean, have you even thought about something like that? Taking that product on a, on a I was, tank? No, I was uh, texting back and forth with Charles Barkley a little bit because he was a guest on there. So yeah. that's right. Getting, he was a, he was a guest shark for right. a couple episodes. That's right. So I think maybe getting that advice and, uh, you know, and he now, said, he said, he gave you the advice that said, don't bring it on the show. Well, we didn't, we didn't get to meet yet, but I know you used to give up 5% equity in your company just to be on the show. Oh, wow. Um, which, you know, things like that, I'm not, not really You're not down to. I don't know if it's still the same, but right now I'm meeting with the former owners of Evo Shield and, you know, other big companies that are, you know, kind of similar or in mm-hmm. the kind of sports arena. Mm-hmm. So trying to learn from them and, uh, you know, build relationships with orthopedic surgeons and, and coaches and, you know, current Major League Baseball athletes. So definitely not on the partner side. Now, Jason, are you in a relationship? You got a girlfriend, a wife? 
Yes, I've got a I've got a girlfriend. Um, she's excellent. That's my that's my third job. I should say that's my first job. So that leads me to my hot or not. I've used this a couple of times. Being married to an entrepreneur, what would she say? Is that uh, a hot thing? Does she like that you're so driven and you're always at work and you're always? You well, that's know. that's what brought us together. Um, we're both very driven, but at the same time, I'd say it, for her it's a not because we don't get enough time. Um, so it's, it's having to carve out, you know, the quality time that we can spend together. And then it's also leaving work at work, which is tough because now I have to solve all these new problems. So it's almost like starting over with a business while still maintaining and improving the current one. So, so you wouldn't bring her on as an employee or a partner. Oh, would I bring her on? I'm just curious, you know, if the relationship expanded on, you know, would she's actually the driving force behind this second business, the, the, uh, the, my girlfriend, the sleeve, the the product. Yes. Really? Yes. She said, look, the Spanx lady is a self-made billionaire. You've got way more advantages than she does, you know, get it going. And I thought, you know what? You're right. That's smart. Because for almost five years, I was scared that it was going to get ripped off right away. We should have brought her on the show. She's sharp. Yeah. 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 And she's, she did medical device sales for years. Um, so I actually came home one day and she had, I think a six or seven page handwritten business plan. She said, here's your homework. This is what you're going to do. And I was like, thank you. I can solve any problem. But right. as far as so my advice is you need to marry this girl like now. Absolutely. Yeah, I told her. That's what I told her. So we can go down to the courthouse. Let's, let's do it. it happen. Yeah. Do it. But women, it's got to be a plan. Yeah. Um, hot or not networking. How, how much value do you see in that? Hot. Definitely hot. Uh, I remember before, I remember if it was before college, but they said uh, kind of it's just the connections that you make. Mm-hmm. And my, I think one of my, I don't know if you call it a mistake. I guess it's a learning experience. But playing baseball through college, I was so focused on that, I didn't really get a chance to make those contacts. So I feel like that was kind of a setback. But now uh, the relationships that I've built, you know, it's kind of just helping people in the past um, and keeping in touch. Now it's all kind of coming back around. So there's someone that does T-shirt printing. Um, I think they're actually in Chambly, 210 Inc. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tommy Yee. Um, so a lot of those, a lot of those relationships are coming back around, and just the the help that people are offering, you know, because we had that great relationship, um, it's been invaluable. Well, we have come to the end of our time. I think we could talk another thirty minutes with Jason because he's such a fascinating entrepreneur. Um, before we leave, Jason, why don't you tell, I like, if someone's listening to this podcast and says, "Hey, that place sounds really cool." What should they do first? Do you want them to go to your website and check you out? Do you want them to call you? Tell, I mean, you know, what's the next step for people? I would say definitely any line of communication, and we'll get you scheduled. What's the website um, address? Website is EliteEdgeATL.com. EliteEdgeATL.com. Yes. Okay. So just come in. Uh, you may think it's intimidating by looking at the website or hearing about the athletes, but like I said, we have a lot of people that haven't worked out before, and that's really you're at an advantage because you don't have to unlearn things that you've done in the past. So you can start with a fresh slate, learn how to do it the right way. So come on in. Eric, you're going to go join Uh, my wife. My wife's a member. Your wife's yep. a member? She is a member. Oh, wow. Yep. We should have led with that. She was that. there at 9.30? <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh, wow. All right. And I, I, I can tell you, she's a former athlete, track okay. athlete, and I can tell when she's gone just two or three days. Now, hi, before, it's, I, we probably need to go, but, you know, how did she find out about Elite Edge, and how did she become a member? Through a friend, my former roommate, uh, 
is if, uh, who's a Georgia Tech baseball player. Okay. Uh, very good athlete, professional. He said, you got to go see Jason. Player. He said, "Hey, this is the closest thing to a college workout." And, um, and she, she was, she jumped on. She it. jumped on it. She was looking for a change. I was very supportive, um, and she loves it. She gets mad when she can't go because of work. Well, there you go. <laughs> so if Chase, if uh, Eric's uh, wife can do it, you listener can do it as well. So go check out. Uh, Lead Edge Fitness on Broad Street, and thanks for uh, tuning in. We'll be back in two weeks with another great entrepreneur.